Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 66 of the For the Record podcast. I am currently driving around. I probably should not be recording a podcast intro while driving in a car, so I'm gonna try not to do that after doing this anymore. Uh, yeah, so, and kids, please don't use your phone and drive. Anyway, um, I really quickly wanted to give, and I promise I'll explain more of this later on Friday's episode, but Jonah Ray, Matt Myra, and Chris Hardwick, thank you guys for everything, seriously. I know that sounds rather cryptic, I know that I talk a lot about Nerdist on the show, uh, but it will, I promise you it'll make a lot more sense on Friday. I'll give a bigger introduction and explain kind of what happened and all that good stuff. Um, this episode was with uh, the members of Chasing Safety, a great post-hardcore band. Uh, they released an album earlier this January called Nomad. It's a fucking great record. I highly suggest everybody goes and check it out, but we talked about uh, the, the recording and the writing process for the record. Um, and just kind of how it came together, given that it was their sophomore album, they were, uh, it, it was just, it, it was kind of a change of pace for them, and it was, it, it was a really nice conversation. Um, so this episode is sponsored by Audible.com, your premier, uh, your, excuse me, your premier source for um, all your audiobook needs. If you would like to sign up for a free 30-day trial and get a free audiobook, visit www.audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, that is audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. All right, let's start the show. the record you guys put out that was uh, i mean just to kind of start things off uh, nomad was awesome and it totally surpassed my expectations with uh post hardcore albums so i mean congratulations on the release and awesome job on it really thanks a lot man that means a lot yeah of course um so tell me a little bit about i guess just i guess going from the first album you guys had released, and and there, I mean, there's always the fear of the the dreaded sophomore slump. I, I guess is the best way to put it. But um, going from Season of the Dead and going into Nomad, um, what was that transition period like? Given that that album was released in 2013, and you guys put out, uh, I mean, I started getting notices about it in like 2016. I, I guess what did the what was that transition period like for you guys? Um, pretty much we just toured off of uh, Season of the Dead for a very long time. Um, one of the main writers that was in our band for Season of the Dead, 
uh, is no longer in the band. So when we were going for Nomad, we wanted a completely different sound, um, kind of more of the sound that I would have liked to have had with Season of the Dead, but it's cool that it's completely different now rather than the same record twice. So with a different guitar player who is assisting in writing, uh, it was easier to have a completely different sound rather than putting out the same album twice, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it keeps it interesting for you guys if you're playing something completely different rather than the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was pretty much the transition into Nomad and why we cut some of the fat. We didn't want as many uh, sampled like uh, pianos and strings and all that kind of jazz. We wanted more of just a raw, this is what we got kind of thing. Definitely. Um, well, I mean, like, I got that vibe from the record in terms of how it was, it was post-hardcore in a way that I, um, I mean, nothing could be exactly the the way that you could say when you're like, oh, it sounds, it sounds like X band or XYZ band or whatever it is, but um, it definitely evoked these, I, I guess these kind of moments for me that I would hear in the post-hardcore music that... I listened to, I mean, when I first kind of discovered it, uh, the genre itself, what were, I mean, I guess what kind of, what were you guys listening to at the time or turning to maybe for inspiration um, that helps you kind of draw out the sound, whether it was music, whether it was um, soundtracks, I mean, I guess whatever the case it was for you guys. Um, well, everybody in the band kind of listens to, every, like, different stuff, like Kenny, who sings and plays bass in our band, he uh, tends to gravitate more towards uh, poppier, I guess, style stuff, at least uh, not not only that, obviously, but uh, he likes more of that area of this genre, I guess, yeah. and uh, like uh, myself, I enjoy the uh, more of the rougher side of it, so that's a cool thing with his vocals and my vocals blending together, we get kind of two different aspects. Um, so I wouldn't really say that us as a band were really listening to anything particularly. Uh, the Architects album came out. Oh, like, yeah. Like the fir- yeah, like the first day of the studio. So I pretty much listened to that album the whole time I was there. So I definitely got some inspiration from that album. Uh, the Let Live the new Let Live album came yeah. out while we were there. I was listening to that a lot. Um, that's kind of the stuff that I like. And then I, if I can find something obnoxiously heavy for no reason, <laughs> I'll, uh, I, t- I tend to like that. Um, and then uh, the new Meshuggah album came out around that time, I believe. I can't remember if it was. Uh, but I know that two of the dudes in our band, real big Meshuggah fans. So, uh, that was jammed a lot over all all the time, actually. So I guess that could be some inspiration. But it's just literally we'll, we'll take inspiration from anything. Very nice. I mean, those are. I mean, you named off. I mean, Architects and Let Live's new albums alone were just uh, ridiculous. And man, man, Let Live it has. I just. I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe that band. Whenever I talk to people, like I'm kind of like it. 
it's this, but it's also got this in it. I you just have to listen to it. So that's I. That's uh-huh. co- yeah, it's cool that it was an influence for you guys. Absolutely. Um, in terms of uh the theme of the record, um, and the term nomad, I read in a um in the release and all the information that was sent over to me. Um, it says the majority of the inspiration for the songs, um, have come from crucial life decisions I have been having to make lately. The theme of Nomad is about how no matter how many people you're surrounded by, you can still feel alone. Was there any, in terms of taking on topics like depression and things like that, was there ever, I mean, was there kind of a moment that maybe triggered the idea of let's write the album about this or did it just kind of... Was it just kind of the all-encompassing idea that surrounded you guys when you were writing? Um, basically, lyrically, uh, I wanted to come up with a name for the album that um, I could relate to. So we came up, and then I could write every song about, rather than like hopping from topic to topic to topic to topic, one yeah. general theme. So, uh, that is what we came up with first, um, before even writing one single, like, lyric. I didn't write anything for the album before we came up with the name of the album. We didn't even have, we had the name of the album before we had majority of the songs finished. So, that was, like, I wanted to do it backwards. Normally, you, like, write all the music and write all the songs and then whatever feel you get from that is what you decide to name the album. But yeah. we wanted to, to do it backwards. So I don't know. I was just kind of driving and uh, we were thinking of naming the album alone. We were thinking of naming the album some other things. But they were all kind of like lame, I guess. So when we thought of that, I, I just called the dudes and I was like, yo, let's do this. And then they were like, we're down. So it was pretty famous. And then, uh, no, it wasn't geared by any kind of topic like depression or any kind of thing like that. It was uh, more of a, like, uh, life punched me in the face, more or less. You know what I mean? Like, I just, everything came to a realization real quick. Had to make a bunch of decisions. Uh, let it be. Not, not even anything like, like uh, crazy. But even if it was just like moving out of my parents' house because I didn't want to be that thirty-year-old that was living with his parents trying to force music to work. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. want to put myself in a position that I was still an adult. Not, you know what I mean? Like di- different decisions like that. So that's not the only one, but there's a bunch of them that I had to make all at the same time. Like when I say life punched me in the face, like just like, oh wow, I'm turning 26 and losing health benefits, and that's important because I do a lot of dumb stuff and get hurt. And I, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like things like that. Like, oh, now I need to pay for this. Oh my God, my car sucks. I can't get anywhere like different things like that definitely i mean it i mean yeah it's 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 that moment of when i I mean the life hitting you kind of in the face and being like 
hey, yeah, you have all this stuff to do. Have fun. And then you're like, wait, no, what? I, I didn't. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, exactly. Like everything with the car and moving out it's like it's 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 an it's an experiment in growing up essentially if that's a way to word it but um i mean at the end of the day it's cool that you guys are able to i guess pull influence out of that and to make something like that um well it's a lot of thoughts that come along with that so i a lot of the things that i was constantly thinking about i turned into songs and a lot of things that i was incredibly pissed off about in the songs and you know what I mean yeah um uh I feel like I had this written down in my notes a, a little while ago but I can't find it for some reason who is the producer on the record uh Kyle Odell okay cool um what was I guess what did he bring to the table for you guys as a producer and um given that you guys had worked with Dan Corneff and Nick Sampson on season of the dead, like I, I guess kind of what were there, what was that mode of operation like for you guys in the studio? Um, he tamed it, tamed us out, I guess a little bit like, uh, made some of them more of like a, uh, radio template, but more of an aggressive sound. You know what I mean? Got it. So, like, we'd have, like, an aggressive song, but then we'd make a radio structure, keep it as aggressive song. You know what I mean? Just, he brought things like that to the table. Yeah. We wanted to go into the studio. We've all been a band since we were kids, and we've all gone to the studio with full songs. We wanted to go to the studio this time with parts and create songs together in the studio and try to heard of a lot of bands doing it that way we've never done it that way so we want to give a shot and that's what we did we wrote some of the songs in the studio from the ground up like just we're like well what do you want to do here and we're like i don't know make something up and that's what we just did you know what i mean for sure it sounds very almost almost experimental in a way um that makes sense um for sure um another question i had had about the record um was about the album artwork, it's um, for uh, it's an ambulance that's caught on fire. Um, I what does that re- yeah. what does that represent for the theme of the record as a whole, or I guess from or for the feel? Nothing. Which guys are going to... Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we we found a picture of a uh, well, Luke saw in a newspaper like a while ago a picture of a firework truck that caught on fire. And we thought it was the coolest picture ever. So then for this, we're like, let's do a a vehicle on fire by itself because no mad, you're alone. You know what I mean? We we forced a way to tie it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we're like, yo, what about an ambulance? And then that's (laughs) just, that's how it happened. It was more of like, we went into this, a lot of bands try to force bullshit reasoning and act like they're super poetic and the best thing that God's ever put on this earth. But like realistically, a lot of people start making music because they enjoy it and because it's fun and they do those things and write songs that they think are cool. You know what I mean? So we, we wanted to worry about us first for this album. We wanted to do something that we thought was cool and something that we thought sounded cool something that we enjoyed, you know what I mean? Rather than being like, oh, well, kids like this, well, people like this, I wonder how, how people will react to this. Like, we, that was never a discussion, ever. 
while we were in the studio. But on the first album, since it was our debut record, we were like, I don't know how kids will like receive that or how they'll take that or if they'll be interested in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. This time we went in there, we were just like, Why? that doesn't actually matter because you write music for you and then just pray that everybody else likes it too. For sure. Um, uh, where was it? I'm sorry, I was looking at my notes for the next question for some reason. Oh, um... You're fine. Okay, cool. Um, so you guys are from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, from what I read, and, um, given that, uh, are, did the band form in New Jersey? Like, have you, had you guys all lived there, or was it that you kind of came from different areas? I, I guess, I guess, how did you come together in that sense? And then what was it... Um, what's it like for you guys playing within a scene in, um, within New Jersey and within the areas of like New York and that kind of East coast, um, that, that whole kind of East coast scene that's there? Uh, we, uh, we were all in, um, different local bands in our local scene. I've known Kenny since I was 17, 16, it's like nine, almost 10 years. Um, he played in another band and I played in a different band and we just played shows together all the time. We constantly get booked on the same thing and then whenever I was in high school, I booked us like a self-booked like six-day tour and his band came with our band and so I've known him for a while and then eventually Luke, our drummer, joins my local band and then uh, when I joined what became eventually Chasing Safety, when I drummer left I was like yo I know somebody and I got Luke from my old band and then uh, yeah so that's how we came together and then I found Pat on Twitter because he went to school with one of my friends so whenever our one friend that was also in another band with Ken uh, left the guy who I said primarily wrote stuff that's when I found Pat and he went to school with one of my buddies down in Florida and I just saw on Twitter casually that he played guitar and then I hit him up and I was like, hey man, <laughs> just figured, yeah, I was like, you want to try out for my band? Just kind of figured that, like, hey, well, if one of my friends like this guy, then he can't be that bad, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. So, yeah, so that's pretty much how we came together. And then, uh, yeah. There you go, perfect. Um... So these will be the last two questions I ask. I uh, give that preface just to kind of, because the questions are a bit broader, but they wrap up and bring things to a close. If and okay. if, yeah, that's the best way I can put it. Um, so the first question is, what kind of message, if you guys have one, would you like fans to walk away with after listening to your music? Um, I just want our music to get you pumped. That's really it. Like. Whether you, if you can find a relation to the lyrics that I wrote that I relate to, then that's awesome. And I write the lyrics in almost a semi-broad sense so that other people can find whatever kind of relation that they can to it. I don't, you don't have to listen to a song and know exactly the way that I think. You know what I mean? But if you can make it so that it, uh, like pertains to your life then that's sick so if that's what you can walk away with it then that's cool perfect and lastly what does music mean to you what does music mean to me yes um pretty much everything 
like as many things, or I don't even know where I'm going with that. I don't get as stoked with many things as I do when I find an album that I think is super awesome or uh, hear a song that's just like gets me going, like super pumped, you know what I mean? So there's not many things that can do that for me. So that that's pretty much what it is for me. Awesome. And uh, lastly, where can people find you guys online, and where can they go pick up uh, Nomad? Uh, Nomad is on the Outer Loop Records all-in merch uh, page, which you can see on any of the Chasing Safety socials, like Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of jazz. And uh, that's if you want to get a physical, like a physical copy and a, a giant poster with our faces on it, if you would like that. And then uh, there is our uh, digital copies on probably everything. Definitely iTunes. Um, and then we're streaming on everything. So yep. you can find it on Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube or any illegal download website. <laughs> so that's pretty much what everybody does. <laughs> Fair enough, man. All right, cool. Well, I'll get the link. I'll get the links posted up in this uh, when this goes live. But uh, Johnny, it was such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Awesome, man. Take care. Have a good one. You too. Bye. This episode of the For the Record podcast was brought to you by Audible.com, your premier online source for all your audiobook needs. To get sign up and get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook, visit audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo.